good, family? Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of Grits in the City podcast, better known as Girls Raised in the South and the City. I'm your girl, Drea G. I'm Tasha, also known as the Black Rogue. And we are the Grits. It feels good to be back. Mm. How you feeling, girl? I'm okay. <laughs> Sabo, Sabo, right. nothing new. What about you? Girl, you know what? I'm I'm okay. I experienced something different this week, though. You know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get off my soapbox. You know, you hear men talking about, you know, women and their hair and wearing mm-hmm. lace fronts and don't do this and all this. You know what? What I don't like? Hatfishes. Have you ever dealt with a hatfish before? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I have, actually. I never, like, you know, I thought... I, I I don't know if I really believe this, but I mean I know it's artists like Neo and people like that mm-hmm. out, but I never quite experienced it. But I met I I I got hatfish this week, so that that's interesting. It was that bad. Uh yeah yeah, it was that bad. Like know. his head was long or big or his hairline. Oh, he didn't have no damn hairline. I you know. Yeah, it was it was problematic. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, I don't want to hear no men. Men are sensitive about their hairlines. I know. And, shit. and women The barber sens- be fucking up the, the hairline, yeah. they be they be pissed. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But you know, we sensitive about our stuff too. So Yeah, I don't have edges. I'm sensitive about that. Well, you know, I'm not wearing lace fronts, but hey, all I'm saying is a woman has the right to do whatever she wanna do. And I don't wanna hear no man complaining. Uh, especially if you got a receding hairline or you out here hat fishing ladies. So you're not going to give him a chance? I don't know, Tasha. Anyway, moving right All on right. along. Okay. What are we pulling up to this week, girl? Oh, Lord. It's so much to pour it up to, y'all. I, I'm going to start off with one. I'm going to pour it up to Taco Bell. So they opened up a, a Taco Bell hotel. Oh. It's like a five-star hotel for just, it's in Palm Springs, just for three days. Okay. Um, But it's like they have like a special wait list for this hotel. So it was like very creative to me. Something different. You know, like it reminded me of when uh, Coca-Cola, they had like a a drinkable ad campaign, which caught a lot of attention. So I just just love when brands, they think outside the box. Right. They're not just do the same old like advertisement. Yeah, they actually create an experience for their end user. Oh, that's cool. I don't. I just don't understand. Like, I don't know this whole situation. Like, I don't know why they have the Taco Bell all in Palm Springs in a nice area, but you know the hotel. So I just don't understand that. Like, with their target audience being probably like you know like maybe urban people. So I'm just a little confused. I don't know. Maybe they just try to create this great experience for you know people in the urban communities and be like, you know what. I'm going to be brand loyal to Taco Bell they for years. To, they I don't trying know to be fuck. where the money is. Either they try to change their brand and get maybe, r- and rich maybe, people. To, and maybe trying to align with, yeah, young. To buy Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't because it's not healthy, though. So people I don't know like how gonna, Taco Bell. I don't. Rich people eat Taco Bell? Don't Kim Kardashian like Taco Bell? I could have sworn. I don't know. One of these shows, she talks about Taco Bell. I don't know who eats Taco Bell. I don't know. I don't don't eat Taco Bell like that, so I don't know. Well, you know, that's cool for them. Well, you know, something I'm going to toast to this weekend, what I'm going to pull up to is, um, well, Game of Thrones. Yeah, a whack-ass season. 
has it has ended by the mm. time that you hear stuff. this. Mm. Uh, but you know, we haven't seen the last episode now, but uh, it'll have come to pass. But you know, it's bittersweet. The season was too short, man. It was whack. You know, I just wish I was bored. My thing is like, I don't understand why they just had to cram it into six episodes versus having. I don't know. Maybe they have a budget. They could have done eight, nine. Well, they didn't have a budget. Well, had they uh, taken out episode five and maybe episode three, wherever the the battle happened, and they could four four was not needed. Four and five was not needed. Okay, so you know we we could we could have elongated it though. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have to condense it like that, but. You know, it's it's been on. It'll it is be, what it is. Shit. Yeah, it'll be hard to say farewell, but uh, it was it was a good. That run. girl ain't even cute though. You know, Daenerys is her name. Daenerys. She yeah. ain't cute in real life. In real life, she ain't cute. I saw like I saw her. She was at the Houston Rockets fucking game oh. when we lost last week. She was huh. at the, the Rockets fucking game, and I was like, this bitch ain't even cute. I don't know who the fuck she was. <laughs> She looked like Frodo from Lord of the Rings. That's why I thought she was. I was like, that Frodo in the front row? People always talking about her blonde wig. I heard She some- need that blonde wig, girl, because she was not, I don't know. It wasn't She looked totally different. She catfish. Shit. She, she a catfish. <laughs> not a hatfish, but a she catfish. She a catfish. Dead right. What else, we, what, what else are we pouring up to? What else is going uh, on? Megan Music. Stallion. Oh. That's my bitch. I love Megan. So she dropped a new project, yeah. Fever. Mm-hmm. I want to say this is probably like her second or her it's, third I think it's her mixtape. It's not. This is not a mixtape. Is this? This not a mixtape. This an EP. It's an EP. But uh, actually, you know, she has some good songs on this. You know, I liked it. Do you like it? Ah, uh, you know what? I've heard a couple of tracks and I listened to it. I liked it. I liked it. But you know what? I can't even front. I um, loved her, her Tina Snow project too. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that they're both cool projects. Um, So, but shout out to her. I I, I like them both. Shout out to her. Uh, I just felt like, I don't know. I got a little bit more with uh, Tina Snow. I like cash shit. Listen to that song. That's my shit right there. You know what? Featuring the baby. I think okay. you know who that is. I, like I don't that. know who the fuck the baby is, but I like. I think he can rap. The baby. He got a. He's popping right now. Who he's from South he? Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck he is? But that was that was my song off of that. He's bubbling right now. She I like her good, freestyle. She a lot of strip club songs on yeah, here. She, shake that ass. She told you. Like the uh, whole album. I want to do shake my ass. ratchet shit with my, I want to do yes. hood rat shit with my friends. She's very classy ratchet. Yes. Well, she Educated told you. ratchet. I love her. She said, you know, I'm a, I'm a hood bitch and I might not, I might not say hello when I walk in the she door. She's not really so. that hood. No, she said she was a pretty girl. No, in that one song, it said that she was a pretty girl and she ain't going to say hello. No, she said she was a ghetto girl. Oh, shit. (laughs) I don't know. Listen listen to her album, y'all. Give us feedback on our Instagram page. And and you tell us if you liked it and what you thought. What else happened? Trey Songz. He's a a dad now. All right. That's dope for him. That's good for him. Yeah, you know, he... It he is. get he get it up there. He get old. Everybody else got kids who had none. I, I was about to start thinking some things about right. him. Right. So him and Drake, you know, they got sons yes. now. So you know, I'm about was... to have Drake's second baby. <laughs> you hear Tasha? Who the who the mama to this baby though by Trey Songs? We don't know, girl. It's mm-hmm. a surrogate. 
yeah. the circuit. Yeah, maybe one of Kim Kardashian circuits. Maybe right. Maybe he had right. a surrogate, you know, because we we don't know who the baby mama is, but we we ain't sure. gonna post about if he dated the baby mama. Like, who the fuck is the baby mama? We gotta know. Child, we may never know. Shit, I don't know. Something ain't right about this whole situation. Something not right. What the baby name? His name is Noah. Oh, it's a little no. religious baby. His oh. name is Noah, and he looks like he is adorable. And uh, secondly, on uh, more baby news, Kim Kardashian and oh. Kanye West, they had they their baby. They right about them. Mm. Psalm West is what they named Psalm. him. Mm. Like the, they even go to church? The book of, well, you know, uh, Kanye had been having the, the, oh, the worshiping in the desert for the last oh, hell couple no. of months. 40 so. days in the, he been in the 40 days and 40 <laughs> nights in the desert so, with I, the band. But that band can right. sing, though. That band can blow. Right, right. You know, he know how to put it together. That's oh. that's when Kanye, he know how to oh, how Jesus. to put it all together. But has Kim been in the desert with him? Yeah, I, I've seen photographs of them all what? when Coachella was going on. I'm yeah. just so confused by all of this. Lord she, got, she have a lot of little baby surrogate babies. Well, they have four children. And, I would know, do the same this shit. This is the way people doing, are doing it now. It's Look at trend. Gabrielle Union. You know, she I'm couldn't. Shit. I wish I could do it too. Shit. Yeah, you know, listen, if you're fortunate enough and you're able to, and mm-hmm. if you can't, and Kim, I don't think she can carry anymore. Oh. So that's why the last two babies have been by surrogate because she literally it's like a health risk for her oh all them damn so. surgeries lord Jesus. <laughs> why well while tasha is being shady um but you know true tea true tea at the same time we're gonna we're gonna pour it up to these things for this week all righty so that's gonna bring us to our our southern sound off uh, this week and that's where us southern girls we give our perspective about a, a certain topic or subject matter that we want to just expound on for the week and so this week tasha what are we what are we talking about um our topic this week is black transplants slash gentrifiers and our plight to assimilate with black new yorkers Mm. so yeah the outsider's perspective yeah you know our story we're gonna tell our story and we're just gonna get a little bit more in depth in the combo right i want to ask you a question what do we have do you feel like we have the same struggle with black new yorkers is our struggle the same or no i me personally i feel like our struggle is the same um i feel like when you're black, when you're poor, um, yeah, your struggle is the same. I mean, essentially, I mean, we have it a little bit. It's definitely different for us because for me, I don't have like a gang of family down here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's a it's different. It's like I'm an individual and I'm trying to make it. Um, but I feel like, listen, when you're a minority and you're, you know, middle class, you're poor, yes, your plight is all the same. So you don't consider us as gentrifiers? No, I don't. Why not? <laughs> I, I just, I don't consider us as gentrifiers because we're black. <laughs> like, when you're a minority, that's like, So no. transplants are not gentrifiers to you, black transplant plants? No. I don't if know. If you're I'm- of color... No, I don't believe that you can that you're considered a gentrifier. How? I feel like we're gentrifiers, honestly. How? I feel like because 
you know, us black women, we are educated. We, we're not from here. Like, we don't know the culture. We weren't raised in Best Style all our lives. We don't know about how it was back in the day. And we got hookups. Was it like that back in the day? And we have more opportunities than, like, the people that actually live in, like, these areas. How so? You don't think we have more opportunities? No, I don't. I think that some people will argue differently, especially if, because we come from the South. Hell, it's so funny that you say that. I feel like Southern people, we get a reputation for being slow or not as quick. Or not as smart. Yeah, or, yeah, it's not as quick-witted and not as sharp as people from here so no i don't think that we're not getting no handouts when you come when you're not from here and you have to come here and you have to build from scratch you're not getting no handouts like you kind of you're building it from the mud i don't know i was told i was told by someone that a gentrifier is a person a privilege and even if he or she doesn't have much money she or he has education and a network of friends who have striving resources. Which I is think us. they're talking about white people. No, it's us. It's us. I we got networks. I didn't. You know what? No. We got our college network. Okay, no. Okay. See, Tasha, we're different in that sense. See. Okay, so we can kind of talk about this. This is how we differ. You came up here. You you come from a larger network of people because mm-hmm. you come from that HBCU network. You got a network too. You Greek. I am Greek. I am. But it's different. What about I, the poor black people from fucking Bed-Stuy? They don't have all of those networks. <laughs> they don't. They don't. But you know what? I, I feel... Listen, I bet you got expensive taste, too. I'm sure that they got expensive taste in the hood, too. Like, it... For instance, on my block... I see them rocking Yeezys you see them in the here. hood. They can I rock, but that's different. That's different than... I can't I, do you rock see no, them at restaurants, at fancy I'm, restaurants? I, do you see me at fancy restaurants? No. <laughs> Shit, I'm on my block right now, deadass. My block is gentrified, and they have, like, a whole bunch of restaurants. And I walk past these restaurants all the time, and then the price is up, you know, because the prices go up in a lot of, you know, restaurants when they're gentrified. And I don't see no black people in there that live in that community. I see white people in there that live in that fucking community. Well, I will say. And probably wealthy black people. I'm going to say in the area I live in. Gentrifiers, black gentrifiers. My neighbors, they look like everybody, to be honest, Um, you know, in the area of Brooklyn that I live in. But, you know, even though the rent prices have went up, hell, you can still go outside and you can get it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like any given day, like it's not like you're removed from it. You're like the the neighborhood has changed, but you know all the remnants of the past. They're not all gone. Like people still out here doing the same things. Yeah, I guess. You know, I just feel like as us transplants, even though you call us transplants, you call I'm us privileged. Black, I'm like gentrifiers. I'm like, how are we like, like we're not like privileged. Like, I get it. Like, we have resources. My family in New York, we have totally different lifestyles. I feel like, you know, I didn't grow up the greatest, but I feel like I have more, I have had more life experiences than my family up here in New York. Hmm. They all, like, are from the hood. They never got out the hood. But you're a military brat, too, right? Yeah, but that don't mean anything. We still live poor in the military. Yeah. I lived in trailer parks growing up, you know, in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Okay. I live in a trailer park in Virginia. Yeah, until my, until my dad can get us on base. I have lived, you know, in some mm-hmm. rough areas and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, I just, I don't know, my family up here, that we can't really relate to each other. Hmm. And I'm like, they're from New York. 
and they probably look at me as this is this bougie girl moving to New York and you know gaining all these opportunities that we can't get because we're struggling and shit. <laughs> well, that just happened because you so happen to live in a place that has a lower cost of living and a higher standard of living. Like that's not. Hey, listen. People, if you're struggling up here in New York City, go move to Atlanta. Go to move. Go to well, Virginia. Damn, damn. Go to go to North Carolina. I mean, that's what people have to do. Like literally. Shit. You said you just say fuck all these New Yorkers. They I'm just, just saying, move your like, ass to the South. You can't afford. What it. I'm okay. simply saying is, like, imagine on the flip side for like somebody like a me or you, like. I didn't have a gang of family like living up here to where I could come live with them. Like I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like I had to, I had mm-hmm. to work for everything that I, I got up here. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't come like, yes, I am a part of a Greek network, but I am going to say this It's politics to everything. Just mm-hmm. like I'm sure it's politics to even, you know, your, your college yeah, networking system. You know what I'm saying? People are people. And so at the end of the day, yeah, you do have those types of resources. But as far as like, I I don't, I wouldn't call it privileged. I wouldn't use that word. When I think about privileged, I think about majority type people versus minority people that are really have the same plight as the people in these neighborhoods. Yeah. We, you know, we brown. So when we go out into the world, we we the same, essentially. You know what I'm saying? You know, speaking of what you just said, I just feel like you're a little judgy. You you know, you judge these New Yorkers a little bit. You think I judge the New Yorkers? Just well, like a lot of transplants. They, they judge like, us. I feel like we come to New York and, you know, we try to assimilate to New York and we compare ourselves with New Yorkers. Mm. And like you, you mentioned, I think you mentioned something earlier about uh, a lot of New Yorkers living at home with their parents because you didn't have parents, right? Like I, up here, yeah, living in New like York. yeah, like people that I've worked with before, like yeah, that I feel like to a degree they look at us one way, but I'm looking at them like, well, y'all got it easy. Like I feel like I'm the one like really having to hustle, or like I feel like I'm the one that's really like, you know, cut from a different cloth because I'm like y'all live with y'all parents, like yeah. Try living here and living on your own and and we're on the receiving end of gentrification yeah. because where back in the day, you know, people was paying $700 for studios. It's not that no more. So it is impactful for us. And hell, it's a culture shock for us when we have to come up here and we're like, damn, we got to pay what? all this money. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? 30% of millennials, according to Goldman Sachs, live at home with their parents while 60% choose to rent. And in New York city, they said that New Yorker millennials will spend up to a hundred thousand on rent by the time they're 30. And that's crazy. You can ask us, us, uh, gentrifiers. Yes. (laughs) We're spending a hundred thousand. Exactly. And it's not because we want to, and a lot we can't even afford it. Like it's not because we want to, like that is just the way it is. And it's like crazy because you know, you're renting and it's like, damn, I'm throwing all the way this money just to rent some shit. That's not even mine. And they're talking about a hundred thousand dollars. That's crazy. By the time you're 30, like that's crazy. Have you like ever felt like an outsider here? Um, I mean, I guess I have like in terms of, you know, my family, like I told you before, my family, they, they all like are from the hood. They all like 
struggle and it's like me like I they came right. up they they're like so focused on like just trying to make it yeah just trying to provide hell for their you family. are too they got ki- I mean I am too but they but got just families you. they got kids see that's me what- I'm more focused on trying to make it with a career my family like like yeah they don't they're not really focused so much on a fucking career they're just trying to survive right. in New York I just feel like it's different like you know we come up here and so we're trying to like focus on surviving but it's not so much I feel like it's on the career, I'm trying to get our career. Because we can always go back to the fucking South. Right, but... If we struggling that bad. This is true. This is true. They trying to make it, girl. We trying to... all these fucking But Yorkers. I just feel like... I feel like, shit, we trying to make it, too. Like, it ain't easy for us to be, like... The thing about it is, is what's so crazy, we know that elsewhere you could live a lot easier. In the South, I like, what I pay for rent, like, I could have a house be a lot more comfortable but you come here and the whole thing is why you even decide to do something different. And so you could potentially have something different. But it don't mean that you don't go through challenges or hardships up here because you do still you, do. Let me ask you, do you feel like New Yorkers have better opportunities than us? You know what? Okay, so we were talking about outsiders just a moment ago. To a degree, I feel like yes, because... You know, I've been like when I was kind of doing when I was doing stuff in entertainment, um, you know, and there were a lot of New Yorkers, native New Yorkers within these organizations. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, damn, like they definitely have an upper hand and they have the upper advantage because, you know, they grow up and their kids and they're like, oh, I'm listening to this. I'm listening to Hot 97 or I'm, you know, bad boy or Mm -hmm. you know uh atlantic or like all these different things that they can tap into early on and they have access to it because all the brands are here yeah true so i do feel like yes so like for us it is like i feel like it's it's a little bit of a disadvantage to us because when we come in as outsiders like we're not all the way cued in or plugged in like them. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they do have the upper hand or more of an advantage because this is what y'all know your whole life. And a lot of times when you're an outsider, you have to come up here and you have to learn how to adapt and move then around. Why my, then why my cousin's still poor, girl? Why they still in the projects if because, they got more of an advantage than us? Listen, that's because it's all about the mindset, essentially. it's all, That's just like, okay, that's for example. What about all the people that come to this damn country and they they come and they're poor somewhere else and they're like, you know what? America is a place of opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's all about the person at that point. It's all about their mindset. They're like, I came from nothing. This is the land of opportunity. I'm going to make something because I can. So I think that's us. So you think their mindset in New York is fucked up so they ain't like being go-getters Sometimes and getting these opportunities? Sometimes I think that, I, yeah, sometimes in these communities, where, especially like a place like New York where uh, the gaps are so wide, you don't really have a middle class you know, there may be a few middle class, but you're either poor or you're rich. That's just kind of what it is. Yeah, and then they said that, you know, this whole black wealth, we have a problem. I think it's like a national thing. I just don't think it's just like a New Yorker thing. No, terms- it's not. It's a disparity. Like, according to the Economic Policy Group, they say housing equity makes up about two-thirds of all wealth for the typical household. Mm. Okay, That's so... Crazy. 
the racial wealth gap is primarily a housing wealth gap. That's crazy. Is what they're saying. So, in so the, we all poor because we spend so much money on living. Yeah. I mean, and that would explain it all because it's so crazy what we have to pay up here in rent for. And they say in the past, housing policies prevented blacks from owning land, acquiring loans, or gaining access to certain neighborhoods through redlining, which prevented a challenge for home ownership. Mm. So in the present day, millennials are reluctant to enter the housing market now. So people got real money up here. So with that, I think it makes it hard for people. Like, especially in a place like this, like you already live on top of one another. It's super expensive. If you got a family up here, like life can be, it could be oppressive and it could be overbearing. Yeah. You know, also like my coworkers, you know what? I feel out like an outsider to like white people sometimes, the colonizers, you know, as I call them. They're colonizers, <laughs> but you a gentrifier. Okay. Yeah, I'm they're a colonizer. I'm a gentrifier. <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> <gasps> Shit, they just fires too. They every fucking thing. Anyway, like my coworkers, like we actually had a, a conversation the other day about, you know, they're from Jersey, from New York City. And they're like, yeah, I just stayed at home with my parents. And, you know, I paid off my student loan. Mm. And then the other coworker said, oh, my, what my parents did was they let, they paid my sister's rent for six months while she could pay off her student loan. Mm. <laughs> Like, so shit, you they over be, there low-key salty pretty they much got, they got a lot of opportunity out here it's just you had any co-workers that have privilege no I, I like i said for example like when i was working like within entertainment and they were looking at me you know because i was different and mm. all those people came from you know they were pretty they was much judging you I don't think that they were judging me. I, I don't think that I had an insecurity because I was on the outside. But for example, I just remember expressing to a person that I was cool with, like, oh, well, I want to do this. Mm. And I just remember them kind of shooting me down or like dismissing it. Why like they, shoot you down? they were like, oh, like you're not from here. Like they can't do that. Oh, like you're not the plug. Right, like you can't be on a radio here. They got some whack ass people on the radio though. Are they all from New York? All the New York? They're, they're not, not. They're not all New Yorkers. Oh. Like you know what I'm saying? I had a homegirl up here. She from New York, and um, we went to school together. And she was like, literally, we we're in the same field, and she was trying to get a job. Mm. And then she felt like she couldn't get a job because all the transplants were getting all the jobs taking the jobs from them i'm like okay. nah she shouldn't have felt that way it depends on like for example i remember when i first came out of school and i came out of school in a time where the marketplace was mm -hmm. not great so you know before the market got itself you know started to correct itself i felt like they were skipping over people that came out of school like when i came out for newer people mm -hmm. and people with less experience. So uh, the same thing could be said. Like it just, it depends on what was going on in the marketplace, but no, she just, you know, I mean, hell, maybe it was time for her to do something different. And sometimes you got to branch out. Like mm -hmm. we be a stripper. Like, sometimes you got to <laughs> branch out. 
Y'all get paid. Right. Diversify your bonds. Y'all be a rapper these days. Everybody think they can rap now. Diversify your bonds. Shit. But she didn't need to be blaming Sell us. Sell tummy tees. Because we decided to strike out and be like, you know what? I'm going to go away from home and I'm going to do something different. People don't understand how much courage it takes to come to a new place, especially a place like New York City, mm-hmm. where it's not for the meek and it's so funny because typically like i don't know if you got it you've been up here for years Mm -hmm. but like native new yorkers they typically got a lot of respect for you like if you've been up here and especially like if you holding it down and you by yourself because they know like this is not no place for the weak or the meek Girl, we gentrifiers. I don't care what you say. We we we've been gentrifying. We're not gen- girl. <laughs> we are not gentrifiers. I don't believe that. Girl, look at the area you live in, girl. Girl, <laughs> no. Would you live? Would you live in a sweetheart? I would live. Would you live in Brownsville? No, I wouldn't. But let See? me. I, okay, so for example, no, 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 let me tell you why I wouldn't live in Browns. I would never. I wouldn't live in Brownsville. That's where Mike Tyson from. Like. I just would not oh, live they there. That crazy? <laughs> they, they, I mean, I, I would not live there. But I'm gonna tell you, I live in Clinton Hills now. Clinton Hill now, but 30 years ago, Clinton Hill was a place you didn't want to come to. This well, this was bad. Girl, style. you hear you like the gentrifiers. Girl. This you was like, bad. Like this was bad. No, this is the thing. I don't live in the best style. Listen, I love living around my people. Even if it mm-hmm. was still what it was, like I, like I, you know what I mean. I'm black. Like I don't mm-hmm. mind being where other people of color are. So it's not like I. But would, you don't want to be in Brownsville though. I don't want to be in Brownsville because that's just too much for me. <laughs> Some, you know, it's just too too much. We talked about this. I told you I feel like I'm good, Tasha, but it's just some places. You just like, I, you know, I'll, I can visit you, homie. Mm. I'm an outsider, so, I, I, <laughs> girl, you can't. That's like uh, somebody saying, like, I've heard past arguments talking about culture vultures. If you are a, minor, a mm-hmm. minority, I don't feel like you can be a culture vulture. I don't. Mm. Did you, let me ask you this. Did you um, assimilate easy to New York when you moved here, when you first came here? You know what? To New York culture. And, and I was that. super young, too. I feel like I I did, but there were some things. I came here, I was a baby. So I feel like there was, like, some definitely, like, growing pains for me. And it was some learning curves, adjusting to that cold. Before I moved up here, I had literally came up here one time before. Mm. But I always knew I wanted to live in New How York you City. you get up here? That you just came up here on a plane? Came up here one time for a birthday. And I was like, yep. I'm a, I'm going to live here, mm. but just getting used to certain things like having your winters up here. Um, when you don't like I'm close to my family, mm-hmm. but you know, they're on a, a like a pretty practically like a different coast. So just those little adjustments, um, and just, you know, having to realize that everybody having to have discernment, you know, mm. and know who is, what's right for you or things that are good for you and things that are not so good for you. So just yeah, learning, girl, learning sermon. those things up there talking spiritual on us. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's spiritual or, mm-hmm. but just, you know, just being able to kind of peep game. But like I said, I grew up here. So I like, got like, I learned a lot here. I mm. experienced a lot here, but like, if you've been up here for some years, if you've been up here for five years or more, you got to be scrappy. That's yeah, you gotta period. Be a, you got to be a hustler. 
You, right. you know what, dead ass? You know how I made it in New York? The first week I came to New York, I cried. Yeah, girl. I, I, I cried. Done cried a couple That's, of times. I cried. <laughs> and, um, and then after that, I stopped crying. You know, I done got fired from like so many fucking jobs. What I like, dead ass. I've been fired like five times. Oh laid off, fired. Like you got to be prepared to get laid off to get fired right. because in New York they don't give a fuck. Yeah, like man. these employers don't care who the fuck you are. If they if they lose the money, bye. And that's even like like <laughs> how like we how we've discussed like how people are have you working up here for free. Like not everybody that lives in New York is from New York, so it's just like. You know, even freelancers, like we've talked about having to run around or chase people for your money. It's like we don't have nobody. You know, if we lose our jobs. We yeah, don't have nobody, we have nobody to stay with, like right. family to stay with. And shit, shit, I can't sleep on nobody's couch. We got to find a random nigga. We got to, you know, find some friends and <laughs> shit. Right. I had a nigga pay for my bed when I first came to New York. That's I was that poor. Said. I was that right. poor, y'all. Girl, don't I, judge me. You know what? I was a city girl back in the day. <laughs> You silly, but now for girl for a long time living here, I I feel like I didn't I didn't acquire stuff until like I really like lived here and I decided that I was gonna settle here. But I just I feel like people that migrate here or they're transients, you're a whole different beast. Like yeah, like New Yorkers, like they're tough, but I feel like people that aren't from here and they decide to make New York their home for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I feel like those people are really tough. You know, you feel like we tougher than them. I feel I definitely feel like we got a little bit more grit than them because oh, I, I, I'm going to tell you this because, you know, it's so funny because we talk to New Yorkers all the time. Mm. And a lot of times they're like they wouldn't want to go nowhere else. other. Yeah, they wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than here. They don't know no other places. too, Right. And that's thing. the thing. Like we've been brave enough, whether it's been good or bad, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, worked out for the best or the, you know, it's the worst thing that we ever did. It's like, you know, just taking those risks, just taking those chances and just branching out. And I, you know, and I feel like a lot of times with them that's missing, it's like, you know how much gumption it takes to decide to come up here? Like, it's, it's crazy, but yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being here and being having to assimilate with the culture, I just realized that, you know, we go through the same things as New Yorkers. Like, you know, I can't, like, look at myself and think that I'm more of a hustler than them yeah. because I look at my family and I see their struggles and you know yes I, I look at like education like even like they just recently it was a whole story out of 4,800 students that were accepted into these top uh, high schools in New York only 190 blacks were admitted hmm. and then it was like one of the top private schools in New York City 895 applicants and only seven of them were black so think about that like think about what black people go through in high school and and that that probably makes a lot of these black kids not want to go to college up here but the thing about it is no see i don't want to hear about uh anybody think that us southerners are privileged because now new yorkers up here like for your undergraduate you can go to school for free. I mean, you can, but like... You have all these opportunities. And to be honest, I feel like their educational system up here, even it is, just... It is. It's better. It's better, but but I feel like a lot of people up here are products of their environment. I feel like we're products of our environment, too, in the South. It's, it's so many people back home, they don't graduate or they don't go to college. Like, it's the same thing. And, like, like we don't, we don't pay 
taxes into our our like public school systems no, back home. We did that. And no. and they do up here in New York. It's a better system, even though this is a inner city. Mm-hmm. It's a big city, like. It, it's the same but type kids, of stuff. But I don't know because these kids are up here. For instance, I have a mentee. This little girl is so smart. Is a little genius. Like, she is, like, intelligent. She doesn't want to. She's not going to college. And she's little, a product of her environment. In these little rural areas at home in the South, it's the same thing. But we, we graduate the most black people in the South, though, compared to the North. So I'm like, they're going to college in the South. Right. Well, see, this is the thing. But OK, but if, if we did a uh, a breakdown of like entrepreneurs, because just because you go to school. It's in the South. Is it in yes, the South? Yes, it's in the South. It's dead ass. We got It's Atlanta. Atlanta have the most black entrepreneurs. It is. <laughs> well, Atlanta is a hybrid of transients at that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's got nothing but Floridians and, and New, New Yorkers York. yeah, in Atlanta. Right. It is little New York. Right. Atlanta is little New York. Right. So, you know. I guess. I don't know. Shit. I feel like they be going through shit up here. Shit. So, you mean, ain't giving them the benefit of the doubt. You like, fuck this. So, meanwhile, <laughs> you feel like you're a gentrifier. And I just feel like we are, we're the same. We can never be a gentrifier, but outsiders I mean, we educated and majority. Though, like, Listen, do you know how many educated people that are from Bed-Stuy that still live in their communities? It's a lot. So what? <laughs> people, it's not even about being a product of your environment because we've seen all the success stories that come from these places. You could come from the 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 coldest of the coldest places, you What's pe- the coldest of the coldest? I'm like uh, Chicago. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You could come from Compton. I'm just simply saying. You up there using random stuff talking about the coldest of the coldest. I'm just simply saying like. You the, could say the roughest place. You right. the coldest, girl. You the, different, girl. Okay. So <laughs> the most savage places, you know what I'm saying, or the, the places with the, the worst types of reps. It doesn't matter oh, where, yeah, that's what where you mean. come mm-hmm. from. Like. It's not a, it's, it's people in your mind state, in your mindset. You know what I'm saying? We could stay home in the South and just be content with that. But we didn't because that's just not what we wanted to do. It's all about the person. Ultimately, when we migrate up here, we got our own struggles. And I just feel like y'all people should just respect our gangster because, you know, it takes a lot. I bet you be drinking Starbucks and shit. You drink Starbucks? No, I don't. Oh, you stop. No, I, I drink Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, never mind. You may not be a gentrifier then. Because that's what's on every... That's some black people shit. That's what's on every corner up here. What's so mm. crazy? Before I moved to New York, I never saw no Dunkin' Donuts. I saw Baskin mm. Robbins, and so when I saw them combined, I'm like, oh, okay. I heard they coffee better. I heard they coffee fire. Dunkin' Donuts? Mm-hmm. It's okay. They be acting like this shit way better than fucking Starbucks. Nah, it's just cheaper. <laughs> like, oh. like, I think it's just cheaper. Starbucks be extra as fuck. I used to work for Starbucks when I was in college. Did you, girl? Yes, the training. They be training you talking about, oh, yes, these beans. Did y'all? Oh. Are from Africa. <laughs> In this part of Africa, in this part of South America, just taste it. You taste the difference. I'm like, bitch, this this tastes bitter, bitch. They were trying to have y'all become connoisseurs. Like, this is how we make it. Cocoa beans. They really was. I know. It was doing too fucking much. (laughs) With a fucking coffee and shit. My college job was. I worked at Best Buy. That was my high school job too. Mm. Until I got into it with my manager. But shout out to Best Buy though. I guess. I fuck with Best Buy. But fuck them though. It's expensive as fuck though. Fuck my old manager in Lubbock. 
So this is going to bring us to our grits pick of the week. And so that's where us grits, we give a toast to a girl raised in the South or a guy raised in the South doing their thing and just making their mark out there. So this week, uh, it's actually two people. It's a mother and daughter duo, and they have a business based in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I okay. think, but they're they're from Tennessee. Okay, okay but okay. but their business is based in uh, Birmingham. So their names are it's a it's a duo, Carrie Schrader, and uh, her daughter's name is Ashley Amons. So they own they're the founders of this business. It's called Mixtros. Mixtros. Mixtros, and what they are is it's a tech company. Oh, that's what's up. Black people in tech. Black yes. women in tech. A mother and daughter duo, which is awesome. That's and it's dope. in the South. And, you know, these ladies, they didn't come from a tech background. Mm-hmm. And so for them to be making their mark in an industry where, you know, it's 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 a lot of men and it's a lot of, you know, it's a mm-hmm. lot of white males. These ladies, basically, they started brainstorming an app that would solve a particular problem. This app arose from like frustrations with like networking events and just talking about how awkward it is when you go to some of these events, Mm. you know, trying to strike up conversations with these people that could maybe have some power to get you in the door or or just, you know, build rapport with people. But what they decided to do was build an app that would connect uh, people that go to these networking events to other people that have similar interests as them. So wait a minute. So if you go on a networking event trying to get a job, they go connect you with other people trying to get a job. Not other, but like maybe like recruiters oh, okay. or even say. like some of probably the decision makers just pretty much, you know, kind of harvesting inf- information, you know, similar likes and things like that. And just, you know, pairing people up so it could be a natural connection or a natural rapport. But what these ladies did was they um, they raised like a million. They got a million dollars in seed funding. What the fuck? So they got a million dollars from, from an investor. No, they weren't in, in Shark Tank. What I they were Shark in, Tank. Uh, they did. A, the, it's called a, it's the, tech, the tech startup, which came to Birmingham for uh, the Velocity Accelerator Program. Uh. So what happened was I want to say they won about was it 10,000 it was between 10,000 and 50,000 dollars originally oh, to do the program that's what's up. and what happened is they ended up winning the uh the Birmingham Rise of the Rest competition mm-hmm. and uh with it they completed a 1 million dollar funding round oh that's dope you know I can't really fuck with Alabama but I fuck with these ladies yeah so I just love that they're of color they're in a space that's not, it's not a lot of us in it. They're in tech. So it's just, it's just letting us know, you know, to the, it's sending a message to the rest of us that even though you may not know everything you need to know about this industry, mm-hmm. there are ways that people are doing it. They don't necessarily have a background, but right. guess what? They're making it happen. Yes. They're doing the research. They're finding people to help bring their ideas to fruition. So it's just about knowing that there are people out like, 
out there like that with similar stories and knowing you too could mm. be doing it as well. Shit, I need to get something with my mama. We need to start a business. Shit, I don't know what the fuck we gonna start. We talk a lot. Exactly. So I don't know what the fuck. We gonna talk a new talking service, new AT&T. <laughs> shit, new phone build, plan. Build, shit. A, build an app around it, right. Well, um, that's gonna bring us to bless your heart there's so much shit going on this week like you know with the abortion laws with uh, all these it's so many it's ohio i think it was alabama it, like, it, it's another it's another and i heard texas was trying some shit listen i heard texas literally uh was trying to send us people to death over getting a fucking abortion mm. but they haven't passed shit yet yet in texas but the other you know the states georgia alabama and the other one i think it was ohio what the fuck missouri one of those places shit they pass the shit. This is a. This is too much going on. They trying to fuck up women these days, and I'm just scared to see what's going to happen in the future. Right, Lord. and just even that legislator, uh, Governor K. Ivy. Who the fuck is K. Ivy? Uh, she's a. Uh, she's one of the people that voted on this bill. Oh. Um. She said in a tweet earlier this week. Today I signed into the law. Uh, Alabama Human Life Protection Act mm. to the bill's many supporters. This legislation, this legislation stands as a powerful testament to Alabamians. Look at fucking name. Deeply held mm-hmm. believe that every life is precious and that every life is a sacred gift from God. Well, if this is the case, why are they slaying all these black people? Uh, you know, every time we look up, mm-hmm. just like in Texas this mm-hmm. week, where the officer. A video went viral. He, that poor lady he shot a woman and she was saying that she was pregnant. Now, listen, now I heard that she grabbed his taser, all this, that, and the third, but he literally he a bitch. shot her five times. You know what? A lot of these, these police, they be, they, I don't know why they so fucking scared of black people. I don't understand. But my thing is if, if, if every life was so precious. Was she a black cop or white cop? White. You know, well, some black cops just is bad shit. They all fucking bad. Mm. Not all of them, but shit. Then it was some other shit that happened in the news. You know, we talk about all types of crime and shit. Um, the black girl in Texas killing the fucking baby. You know her? They said her her ex boyfriend. You know the he he lied at first and was mm. like, oh, uh, some guys kidnapped the little girl. That's so you know. And then what? He, they said he was abusing her and uh before. It's just and, so pitiful, and and you know what? That whole situation crazy. And I just don't. I mean, I don't have kids, but you know, when I do, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't be leaving my child with anybody. I mean, and let me things happen. With no all the boyfriends, time. Huh, yeah. Shit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I'm gonna leave them with their father, if anything. True. Can I have your children around everybody? In another case, it's a lot of bless your hearts, y'all. I'm sorry, so many. Another case with a, with a child. It was just recently about the little girl that was getting bullied. Mm. It was a little girl, y'all. She was getting bullied in school, so the mom came to the school. Was she a little girl? She was like in junior high, right? That's still a little girl. She's still a little baby. Mm. Well, baby, in my eyes, you know, that's country shit. But um, she was getting bullied. Mom came to school, cussed out everybody, <laughs> told everybody, "You fuck with my child, I will fuck up your mama, your grandma. I fuck up, I fuck up everybody. Don't be fucking with my child." She got a ban from the school, and the little girl got suspended. Ain't that about mm. a bitch? These days, well, shit, you gotta protect I, your child from I, bullies, everything. I guess you can't go into classrooms threatening to beat up minors. 
that child needed, that child needed his ass beat. So it was she should have slapped the child. Was it a little boy? It was a little his... boy. She should have slapped oh, the child. She, right, and that, she should have choked up or, that bitch. Or she should have. She should have waited after school. No, she didn't have to do that. <laughs> she should have got her, one of her little cousins, her aunt, mm. you know, a little a little boy Why to go she rough him no up. Cousins? Why don't she had no fucking cousins? Child, well, she should have paid a little boy to go <laughs> rough him up. <laughs> You would have paid a little boy to rough up the, the yeah yeah rough his little like, ass up. Here's ten dollars. Here's twenty dollars. Shit. Go ahead. Hell. Just right. slap him. Shit. So, I would I would been outside waiting at the door for his ass. No. Riding the buses. So that is going to bring us to our thought of the day for today. And so, real simple. You want to know the difference between a master and a beginner? The master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. Mm. What? Your ass ain't listening. <laughs> Tasha ain't never, she ain't never listening to the positive word of the day. I said, you want to know the difference between a master and a beginner? Mm. The master has failed more times than the beginner has even tried. But I don't know if that's true, but that's deep. You don't? Because Tiger Woods, when he was a beginner, he was, he was the shit. Right, and then... He started losing. But he was a master when he was a fucking but listen, beginner. But guess what? And then he was all sucking. And then people and then all the people were talking shit about him. And then you see how he came back in that yeah, last one. Come back, and they but... were like, damn. They never thought they see it in their lifetime. But see, that's the thing. That's mm. the thing about a winner and a loser. Like you, you got your your streaks, but guess what? If you done won once before, mm, you, you should win. be able to win again. Yes, yes. That's deep, girl. Well, that's gonna take us out y'all thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of grits in the city podcast check us out next week for all brand new episode as we'll definitely be keeping this spicy and if you haven't done so already subscribe to the pod on itunes spotify soundcloud you can even check us out on youtube and other streaming platforms and be sure to visit us at www.gritsandthecitypodcast.com dot com join our mailing list on facebook.com and hey don't forget to tell your friends and family i do right, this